Hi, folks. This is Mike Callahan again. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying uh, several of the the podcasts that we've been uh, putting out there for you. Um, got a got a real cool uh, guest today in the in the virtual uh, studio. His name is Bob Schwartz, and I've known Bob for oh many many years back in our EDS days, and continue to stay in touch with him. Uh, he, he just has always impressed me with his, uh, his 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 good sense and his leadership and his ability to to see value and to figure out how to how to make things happen. So, like I said, he worked for EDS. He's uh, worked for Capgemini. But I've, I've, I've asked him to come really as a friend and as a successful manager and leader and share some of his thoughts uh, with us. So with no further ado, Bob, if you would, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Thanks. Hey, just a quick sound check. Can you hear me okay? Sure can. Thank you. All right. Love these virtual studios. I'm, I'm starting to definitely get the hang of it this year. But uh, uh, yeah, I know. Happy to be here. Thanks for the kind words. Um, I'm, uh, my, my current role, I'm part of the uh, Capgemini uh, group. Um, uh, Capgemini, most people would know as a large, you know, system integrator. But uh, my current role is I lead the global operations for what we call our Applied Innovation Exchange. So while the firm helps clients with their, you know, technology consulting, uh, you know, on- ongoing support of, of systems and, and such, um, there's been such a focus lately on, you know, innovation. And we've been, you know, on kind of the front of that for quite some time. Um, but uh, I, I'm part of a group called the Applied Innovation Exchange, AIE for short. So we get to work with clients on innovating on their key business challenges and also helping, you know, Capgemini's clients, which tend to be the household names, the corporate firms that, you know, most of your listeners would know. Um, we help them develop their, you know, proficiency in sustaining innovation. So basically, I've got the, you know, kind of the IT and the, the background that you mentioned. And uh, most recently, since about I don't know, I should count it up, uh, 2016, um, been working in the innovation space. Cool. And happy to be here. Happy to share whatever I can. Well, I appreciate you taking some time. I, I know you're busy. And it's, it's always impressed me when I've watched your career and you're, you're, you're very much an inspiration to me and to a lot of people. So thanks, thanks for taking that. Um, what, uh, what, speaking of that a little bit, what are, what are some of the thoughts you might have for, uh, uh, remember the audience, predominant audience we have for the, for the podcast here are vets and, and returning citizens, people that are trying to re-engage, trying to get back into them. What are some thoughts that you might have that uh, that you can draw from your own personal experience that might, might be helpful to them? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. Uh, I was looking forward to the conversation, so I let my mind go there a little bit. Um, maybe I'll hit, hit two points, and you, of course, correct me, Mike, and make sure I'm staying you know, on target. But um, Maybe just a little bit of a personal story, just to set a stage for what I what I wanted to share. I mean, the role I just described um, didn't come find me. Now I, I recognize it's a lot easier. I'm I'm within a large global firm, and I got a different assignment. That is not the challenges that your listeners are facing. Um, uh, but there's some aspects there that I, I want to mention, which is you you kind of identify the spot, but you have to, in a way, be willing to be a beginner again. Um, so you mentioned I had a you know strong corporate history, but I never worked in innovation. Um, I learned that my firm and a leader that I trusted in my firm was opening this, uh, this innovation center in San Francisco, and I wanted to be part of it. So I reached out. Um, I did all the learning I could and everything, but I basically contacted that leader with, hey, Here's what I can bring to the party. You know, I mean, I, I, I've done the account leadership. I'm the kind of person that we're targeting. I can, you know, work with C-suite clients. I have these business and organizational skills and so on. 
but you know, I mean, frankly, I'd never been to San Francisco as anything but a tourist, you know I mean? So, uh, you know, startups is, is something I did with my car, you know, not, you know, so it was a lot of, uh, a lot of being willing to kind of take yourself, I guess the two messages that, that I want to put out there. Um, and again, I realized that was a much easier situation, but going after a, a new gig or, or re-entry into the workplace, I think there's an element of be willing to let yourself drop back, be a beginner again, be a student again, and say, okay, what would you, maybe I'll stick with that phrase, be a student. Like, what, what would you do to get your first job as you came out of high school or as you came out of college? You're basically saying, look, these are the attributes I have. Um, you know, you're dependable, you're a fast learner, you, you have a great work ethic, right? And you don't have the experience, you know, necessarily in what you're trying to get into, but you're appealing to that firm or that person with, look, I, I, I'm going to learn this. I, and now let me explain to you the things I've learned, you know? So um, I, I guess the one thing I, you know, to bounce around the point a little bit, I'd say focus as a student and be that hyper learner. Um, now it, it's some extra hours. I put in tons of hours. Um, I, when I went after that role, I worked weekends. I engaged a lot with other people to learn from them. And I was willing to be a, a junior to people that were in that particular space to learn from them, even if, you know, I was their senior, so to speak, or I, you know, had a higher rank in the firm or whatever. So I would say, key point, focus on being a student. And if you think about how would a student approach things, you know, well, they're, they don't, they're going to look at what they can bring. So be an energy giver, be, be confident in your ability to help a team. I would expect most of the, if your listeners are amazing team players and are, are terribly dependable. Like that's probably what they've, you know, kind of built their, their prior experiences on. And corporations value that tremendously. But we're, us corporations are, well, we're often too stupid to put that on the first line of the job ask, right? Like, you know, we tend to put need two years experience in something, you know, or, or whatever it might be. So anyway, anyway, I would put those things out. Let me know if you think that's on track. I have a couple other things I, I would share around that thought. But, but I think that idea of pretend you're a student, role play yourself, you know, say, hey, what if I was just a, I don't know, a college graduate? What, what would I be going after, right? And then, you know, find that spot and approach it with that openness. Um, yeah, I, I really like what you're saying there and being being willing to to be to create that learning mindset and, and accept that. You you bring a lot to the table, but this this way you can learn a whole lot more about the, the environment that you're interested in pursuing. Let talk a little bit about because it's risky, even if you're in the company, anytime you take on a new new venture, there's risk and, and it's scary and there's downside associated. How did you how did you rationalize that risk, or how did you how did you how did you deal with the the risk of learning about uh, operating in San Francisco and in startups and in a whole environment that you've never really been in before? How did you deal with that risk? Yeah, it's um it's a, it's a really cool question because I think risk has kind of two dimensions, right? Like it, it, there's you know sort of uh, tend to think of it as like a risk, like oh, what if you make a mistake? You know, right? That's sort of the classic thought process around risk, right? Well, it's like, well, I really think if you focus on those things, if you make a mistake, first off, you're you're with a team. You know, you're rarely in individual roles these days. I, I can't 
I can hardly think of a job where you would not interact with others. If it, maybe they're your clients versus your teammates, but you're always in a team structure, right? So I think part of that being, you know, opening yourself up to that risk is opening yourself up to getting help from others, you know, and, mm -hmm. and staying aware. And then I think if you're genuine, like if you're not gonna, I don't know who listens to your podcast. So I don't know what language I can use, but don't bullshit people, you know, like don't, don't, you know, if you were planning, you know, if there was a, if you make a mistake, own it and make good on it and you'll get the reputation of the person that just works through that. So I think I'd say risk is two things. Don't, you're not alone. Like, so that can, I think, get some confidence. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be part of a team and if you're if it's a fear of failure kind of risk you'll have that support and if you're genuine if they, if you're putting in you know frankly put in the effort put in the work you know be the first guy in the gym and the last guy out you hear it in sports analogies all the time you know so if you're going to if you'll work it and you'll be genuine with your team members you'll have more help than you can deal with and i'm i'm guessing you won't have a failure but if you do you'll have a great way to deal with it and learn from it. So I think, I think one de-risker would be, don't kid yourself, you're, not, you, you, you're going to be in a team. There, there's nothing these days that happens. Even solutions I do for major corporate clients, they involve multiple companies you know, in, in consortiums and things like it's, it's a very, we call it open innovation in the open innovation space, but it's a very teaming environment. So that's a great help with risk. The, the other thing I'd kind of say is maybe personal risk, right? Like that's, that's where, again, maybe if you, if you think of it as giving yourself the confidence, um, uh, may, maybe I would, maybe I would throw out there a, a, another idea that I think really resonates with me. Like I've done a lot of hiring, not a lot. I mean, a little bit lately, I'm, I'm not in as large as staffing roles as I've had in the past, but have a story ready, like have a story or two ready. And I don't mean rehearse, don't write it down. I mean, just in your gut, if you're going to interact with anybody, and maybe it's not an interview situation, maybe you're just mining for those opportunities. I'm sure people are telling your listeners to network and stuff, and that's correct. But don't don't just have facts and be able to describe your resume or answer questions well and things. Those are fine. I mean, you know, I'm not saying all of that doesn't help, but you have to make a connection. So part of that de-risking is if you can tell a story and engage who you're working with, you know, who you're you're trying to get with. That story is not your autobiography. It's not tell a story about you. It's it's a story of an accomplishment, uh, something you're proud of. Nothing rings better than a proud accomplishment and and being able to identify what attributes did you bring to that accomplishment. So you know what skills did you bring that allowed you to tell that story. So it gives you that practical demonstration of the traits that that you're asking someone to pick up on. So I know I hopped around there a little bit, but you don't have as much risk because you're in a team. And then I think if you start thinking about what are your one or two best stories, okay? And I don't mean it's, you know, this one gets a laugh in the bar. You know, I mean, your, your best stories about your achievement or something that illustrates what you can bring to the party. Because that story is going to engage the person you're talking to. And then it's my last point on risk. You, you do need to evaluate. I mean, you know, it, it's, if, you, if someone wants you to engage in something that you think you're not interested in learning about, and then I, I'd say walk away, you know, because that is a high risk situation. But if it's something you're interested in learning about, you're just worried about the risk that you're going to succeed day one. That's where I would say, look, look to your team. And if, if you build, if you, if you get confident in your own stories, there you go. I mean, you, you, that builds your own, you know, your own ability. Yeah, I really that make any like sense? It. It's always yeah, a little absolutely. hard, you know, absolutely. one way like conversation. 
what, what I'm kind of hearing you say is the two things, like you say, that you, you're part of the team, but also the risks that are worth taking are really opportunities. They're, they're, they're sure it's risky, but that's what life's all about. And, and you've got a story, you know what you want to be doing, you got the passion to go after it. Don't be afraid to go after it just because it's, it's making you a little nervous. You're, you're, it's, that's what life's all about, is taking those chances. And, but going after the right. So the, I, I, like, I really like what you said. Thank you. Um, any other thoughts? Any other uh, points that, you, that you'd like to bring up? Um, yeah, a couple things. I think, um, I think some characteristics like that I, look, I would look for in someone like hiring in and, and, and that kind of thing. I let my mind go there before the call a little bit. Um, I mentioned the learning thing. Like if, if you demonstrate you've got that learning mind and you've got, um, I would ask for, I, I would think maybe think about that, a balance of give and take when you you find yourself maybe with an interested area or maybe you have a potential opportunity. It's either an opportunity you want or maybe you have an interview to, to see if you can get. Um, I would say think of it in a, a give and take. Like there's always the bring to everybody I'm sure is thinking like I'm going to explain how I've got these skills or I'm this fast learner like I've already talked about. But ask yourself and maybe even be willing to have that conversation of what are you going to take away from it? Because most smart employers want you in a job that you want to be in, you know, and, and I, it, the jobs that I do, especially, it's like, I look for someone that, you know, really wants to excel in this area because that's going to, you know, unleash their learning interest. That's going to unleash their passion. So be willing to have a two-way conversation, be, be willing to talk to a potential, let's say a potential employer about, not only why you're qualified or how you, you know, perform, but why it's a really interesting job for you, you know, and, and if you can engage in that conversation, I think that's really cool. Um, and then uh, I guess the other, the other things, um, yeah, so, so the other thing I, I might just mention is I, in the very beginning, I think I mentioned kind of think of yourself as a student again or whatever. Um, there's some interesting ways into roles these days. I want to just throw a few out, not, may not apply to everybody, right? But um, Consider internship and student positions. You can apply as an adult. You can apply as a seasoned, you know, person that has other job experiences, for instance, the military experiences and that, that make you head and shoulders better at a lot of those um, skills, you know, dealing with people, organization, dependability, all the things we talked about. Doesn't mean you can't take an internship role. Or, uh, you know, that type of an engagement, because once you get in, you demonstrate, you'll move faster, you'll, you'll get moving. So don't rule out those things. And, and you, might, you might not uncover those in your normal job searches, right? Like if you, if you think about maybe looking at internships. The other thing is, there's a lot of these things that are called hackathons today. So I just want to throw that idea out there. And they take all kinds of different forms. And I could do a whole call with you, Mike, on the pros and cons. I've, I've seen them done poorly. I've seen them done well. But it is a place where you can get on a team and work a problem. You don't have to be a programmer, um, you know, or it's a way to start learning and developing that is think about participating in hackathons or, or other participatory, you know, webinars because you'll meet people, you'll see how other people are dealing with things, you'll build some skills. You might even, if you pick the right one, if you've identified a company, say, you want to work with, you know, participating in a hackathon that that company is sponsoring, you know, is a, is a great way to, you know, make some of those connections. So I'm just, uh, I've, I've seen that happen successfully for some people. And I, I think it's kind of an underutilized thought is to engage in some of those activities um, 
as a way to build your confidence, build your skills, and, and make some connections. That's, that's Those are a, a little, great idea. little bit random, but one yeah, no, that that's, that's that's cool. That's that's it's really cool to think about. And most of that stuff today. It, 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 sorry, last thought on that, Mike. You know, those things used to be go in a building, lock yourself in a room for 20 hours, eat pizza, drink energy drinks, right? Now it's all virtual, you know? So it, it, I think that makes it a lot more, a lot better of an opportunity. You can participate in something for, a, you know, a company, you know, whose headquarters is in Europe or, or Asia Pacific sure. and they have offices in the United States. It's a global hackathon, you know, so everything's virtual now too. So that dropped the barriers. You didn't have to be in a place. You don't have to buy a plane ticket. Um, you can participate much easier. Really take advantage of the, the opportunities that we've, that we've got that it's a whole different role. Yep. Well, listen, thank you. I appreciate the time. Uh, you've given us a lot of good things to think about, managing risk and, and taking advantage of that, embracing that. I love the suggestion about the hackathon and, and, and really in creating that learning mindset. And whether you're starting off as an intern or whatever, that you're willing to learn, but you want to learn about the new the environment that you're really interested in. Those are some great things to think about right. and some really good advice. So I appreciate, uh, appreciate it. T thanks a lot for taking the time to spend with us today. And uh, good luck in your My pleasure, Mike. pursuits. Take yeah, care. good luck to all your listeners. Cheers. Thanks. Bye.